Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Lisa Williams, who is a coach, entrepreneur, or survivor of a 20-year abusive relationship, someone who has been been impacted by tremendous loss and grief, and also is utilizing her spiritual and self-development journey to help others in their personal growth. So let's get right into talking about your journey, Lisa, and welcome. Hi, Summer. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for being on the Core Women Podcast, Lisa. So let's start the conversation by kind of deconstructing your journey a bit. And let's start at the point of your personal enlightenment. Well, um, that was a long process. I would have to say that um, I was in this abusive um, marriage for 20 years. And it wasn't always abusive. And um, my ex-husband wasn't always an alcoholic. It was a progressive disease. But I remember walking my dog around our neighborhood thinking, why is God not showing up in my life? And how am I in this destructive relationship? And why am I not able to get out of it? And why is he not helping me? And through a process of going to um, Al-Anon, which is a support group for um, families who have alcoholics in their, in their life, going to counseling, and just really working on my spiritual journey, I started realizing God's there all the time. I have to do the work and um, make myself grow in order to start that awareness and that enlightenment process. So my question to you, Lisa, is you said your husband wasn't always an alcoholic. And I know from just like a clinical perspective, sometimes in families where another, what a child of an alcoholic starts at a certain point in regards to their drug use or alcohol use or whatever the case may be. So was your husband always a drinker prior to you meeting him? Was it a gradual progression of drinking? And how did you recognize this and say, there's definitely something going on here. There's definitely something wrong and I need to confront this. You know, and I'm not saying confront him. I'm saying, how did you personally confront that? Well, that was also a long, drawn-out process. Um, so I, I would say at the beginning of our, of our relationship, it started off probably very similar to a lot of relationships. We would go out to dinner, have a couple of drinks. We might um, stay in and watch a movie and maybe have a glass of wine. And what I had noticed is throughout the years, as stressful situations came up where he might have lost a job or um, our income wasn't where it should be or something happened with one of our our kids, um, the drinking increased. And slowly and progressively, 
got worse. And what I was noticing about myself is I was getting lost in how to fix him mm-hmm. and how to help him rather than taking care of myself and, um, you know, being the, I'm always going to be, I'm always going to think that I'm a good mom, but being a better mom to my children, I was constantly worried about how to fix this situation. And so that's my complete unawareness. And that is my, you know, just me living in a survival mode of of how do I fix this? And so I knew that the progression of the drinking was getting worse. And I also saw that I was losing myself. I was no longer who I wanted to be. And I was no longer showing up as the person that I knew and loved. And my self-esteem diminished, my self-worth, my self-value, everything about me, I, I was depressed, I was anxious, I was very angry. Everything about me had completely changed and I no longer was the person I was. And so I had to figure out how to get out of that situation and be me. And, um, you know, as at the point where it started to become abusive to myself and to my children, I knew that I had to step away and, and you know, make that situation end and, and file for divorce, which is not always easy. Um, you know, people say, oh, just walk away. They're abusive. They're an alcoholic. They're this, they're that. Just walk away. It's, you have to build confidence, you have to build value, you have to build self-worth, you have to trust yourself. I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, I, I didn't have a job. And so the first thing I thought of is, how am I going to get a job? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying in relation to, you know, first, first it, of all, it's recognition, you know, recognizing that you're in a very complex and difficult situation. Number two is once you recognize that, then how do you seek help? Number three is how do you remember, because after 20 years, who that independent, self-confident person is? How do you regain what you once had and pull her back and say, this is who you are? You've never really forgotten who you are, but now you have to reestablish yourself 20 years later as yes, this is who I am, or this is who I was, but you've changed over the years as well. And so how do you bring those two people together and say, okay, this matches really well, and this is who you are today, and describe who you are, feel who you are, and live the person that you want to be, right? Right. And I couldn't agree more because I would say within the 20-year marriage, I lost myself completely. Um, I no longer was the person that I saw when I walked in, which was confident and determined. And, you know, my value was uh, of myself was, was high and my self-esteem and, you know, I, I completely lost everything about who I was and walking away from that marriage and taking my two at that time, young teenagers with me. Um, and trying to maneuver and figure out how I'm going to survive in this world um, was 
a, a huge step of courage. And I thankfully, thank God, decided to pour my energy into self-development, into therapy, into Al-Anon, and um, also surrounding myself with those people that held me accountable and that saw my value and my worth and continued to help bring it out of me. That's, that's excellent. That is so important that you did surround yourself with people who could not only keep you accountable, that were supportive and that understood like part of what you were going through at least because everybody's journey. And I say part because everybody's journey is so unique. So was this, you know, it sounds like this was a process then for you in relation to, you know, as I said, recognizing once you recognize what's going on, then you're getting some help. Then you're moving forward, surrounding yourself by the people, building your confidence, and then you get out of the marriage and you have these right. two young teenagers. Then what? Where did you go from there? So in the process of, of healing myself and continuing to, um, like I said, dive into personal development, it's a passion of mine. I listen to podcasts <laughs> religiously. I read um, and dive into all kinds of self-help and personal development books. Um, you know, that, that continued to, to fuel um, who I wanted to be. And I continued to try to increase my energy and my vibration and my awareness on a daily basis, also through prayer and meditation. And I do have to say through a gratitude journal, because I don't think I would be where I am today if it wasn't for writing down all the things that I'm grateful for. And I mean, I write everything down on a daily basis that oh, I'm grateful that's for. That's wonderful. And you're right. We have to be grateful and have gratitude for so much. And I want to go back to something that you had mentioned just now. And you talk sure. about vibration. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So, um, you, you know, I know that I was unaware when I was kind of floating through the ending of my marriage. And I just realized, again, lost myself, um, not recognizing how I was treating other people. Not, I was very selfish, but not in a selfish way. I mean, I was kind, I was generous, but I was selfish because I was judgmental. I was constantly valuing myself against other people. Um, I, I constantly, I think I surrounded myself in the, in the past with a lot of non-substantial people and, you know, maybe surface friends. And so really trying to, to dissolve those relationships and only find relationships of substance and that are of value. And so by doing that and becoming more aware of how you treat people and how you're thinking and who you're surrounding yourself with constantly is increasing your vibration. I think for me, um, one thing that has helped tremendously over the years is recognizing what my thoughts are and how my thoughts control my behavior, which controls my action mm -hmm. and changing, changing my thoughts. Um, and also summer, 
we are a product of thoughts that have been ingrained in us since we were little with our teachers, our mentors, um, our coaches, our parents, our siblings, our friends, everybody around us puts all these thoughts into our head. And so we have to unlearn a lot of thoughts that people have put into our head that are negative or don't serve us well and change those stories and that in changing those stories and changing your thoughts and changing your behavior and changing your actions actually increases your vibration. You're absolutely right about that. The way I parallel that is with a term called brain mapping. And so I always use this because it has a lot to do with the messages you feed yourself, the messages we have learned. And if you continue to repeat those messages over and over, you're creating a brain map. And many times you have to create a new map. And that's by, again, being thankful, recognizing positive things in your life, understanding what those are and changing those messages. By changing those messages, you change your brain map. And from that, your life is going to be so much more enriching. And so, again, absolutely. That's how I think of what you just talked about and how I parallel that. And I've been talking about that for years now, you know, because as we all know, um, we do, we have learned things when we were children. And some of those things, as you said, may not serve us well today. And many times it goes back to that old idiom of, you know, that's how my parents did it. That's what they taught me, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way you have to live your life. Right. That doesn't I agree. necessarily mean that's your journey. So I love how you explained it. So, and, and many times it's kind of funny that you brought that up too, that we're talking about this because I always feel like when I ask people to repeat their traumatic events, that it's almost re-victimizing someone. However, a lot of times we take a glance back and we can talk about those events because we have now reframed them if we've done the work that we need to do on ourselves, right? And we can reframe them in a way where we grow from that. We become more resilient, where we've recovered. We've started that recovery process, so to speak, which goes to something that we talked about early on, not during this podcast, but before this podcast, something called post-traumatic growth. Right. Yep. You I know that's really a term and an idea that's resonated with you. Um, so. It has. And in order for me to talk about that, I kind of have to step back a little bit and, sure. and kind of answer a question that I didn't finish answering in one of your previous um, questions that you asked was, what did I do after my marriage? And sure. so after I continued to heal, I ended up... Um, going out on the dating scene through right. online dating, which, um, you know, is very weird and strange after, you know, being in a relationship and being married for 25, you know, 20 years married and, and dating for, for before that. So I met somebody online that, um, you know, and you attract where you are. So like I said, I had gone down a, a big journey of healing myself. And I would say that he was the love of my life. Our, our energy just completely connected on all levels. 
Um, so we started dating and developing a relationship and we ended up getting engaged um, in February of 2018. And we decided that because of the way our living situation was that we would buy a house and combine our lives and our families and postpone the wedding for a couple of months after that. So we bought a house in, um, we closed on it in April of 2018. We renovated it for a few weeks. We moved in uh, towards the end of May of 2018. And uh, my fiance was driving to a ballpark to go pick up his son from practice. And it was kind of storming outside and he was killed um, tragically in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that is so tragic, and I'm so sorry. So thank you, Mike. So, and I was going to get to that, and I'm so glad you did. Um, so, what did you do when that happened? Because <laughs> now, now you know you could be questioning, you know, your faith. You could be questioning your journey. You could be questioning. Like, why did this happen? You know, I'm, I'm sure we all would, would wonder how, why, how did you deal with it? Um, so, yes, I did all of the above. I questioned why, I questioned how, I questioned um, whether I even believed in God or my faith or, you know, how, how could he allow this to happen to me in what I have learned, again, because I, I think you fall apart. You know, my life took a completely different path than my expectations were. And in the grief and the healing through the grief, you know, I went to grief counseling, again, poured into um, personal development, poured into self-help, uh, surrounded myself with those that held me accountable. And let me cry when I needed to cry and were there to support me and love me and surround me with just um, compassion and empathy. And so I feel like that kind of goes back to ending, you know, my divorce and surrounding yourself with the people that are of substance, because look what happened several years later those were the people that I needed and that I counted on in a tragic situation. Right. Well, that's um, wonderful. No, that is absolutely wonderful that you found folks that would be of support during this and time. And it was hard to let go of some of the relationships that, um, you know, relatives and good friends, it was hard to get rid of some of those relationships, but what I have learned is you have to be of value to each other and you have to constantly lift each other up. And if you're not in a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or even a business relationship, then those are not serving you well. Right. And I think that the way that I look at that too is you want reciprocal relationships relationships yes. that are giving back just as much as you're giving. And yet people say there shouldn't be expectations. Well, I think there actually should be certain expectations. What I mean is if you set certain standards or values for yourself, then you live by those. 
And if those people in your lives don't jive with those values or those expectations, that's okay not to have them in your life. That's absolutely okay. Absolutely okay. I agree. And you should feel okay with that and comfortable with that because this is your journey, not someone else's. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, So going back to answer your question about post-traumatic growth. um, So one of the things that I had talked to my fiance at the time about was creating um, a podcast and a business and doing coaching and doing developing uh, personal development. And so I knew that I had to take and he was so encouraging and so supportive. And so I knew I had to take those conversations that we had had and actually make them, put them into action. And so that's kind of where I started um, back at the end of 2018, uh, built my, started my business, you know, got incorporated, built my website. Um, I actually signed up to go through the John Maxwell course that he has online and, and go to his conference. And I went to his conference in March of 2019, where I met so many incredible people. You're in a room with 3,500 like-minded people and the energy and the vibration in the room is you don't want to leave and go back to reality. It's just truly amazing. And when I was there, I met a woman that had been sitting at my table and she was a, um, a coach and a counselor for military uh, vets. And she talked about post-traumatic growth, which was a term that I had never heard. And so we discussed it and I came home and looked it up and I knew that that's kind of what had helped me go through my divorce. And I knew that I needed to lean on that and use that to get through my grief. And post-traumatic growth just means you take your event, your trauma, your whatever happens to you, and you project yourself forward into a place where you use all of that to constantly let help you grow and, and you project yourself forward. Things don't happen to you is what I have learned. They happen for you. And it's a hard concept to get, especially in the middle of trauma. And people would say, oh, I know, Lisa, but you haven't done this or this or this, or you haven't experienced. Yes, I have. I have. I've experienced it all. So I know that things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And you have to take what has happened for you and make it the best that you can make it and project yourself forward. Right. And thrive and really thrive. And thrive. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So um, I think that's all such an amazing journey that you have had and to be able to pull from it, this whole idea of thriving recovery um, and that these things have happened for you. That's a really interesting concept. And I think that it would be hard for people to grasp that if they didn't understand what you meant by that. And I think you've given a very clear picture of what you mean by that. And so really what I gather is you've taken 
what has occurred in your life and these traumatic experiences, these life experiences, and now you're thriving from them. So many times I ask people, hey, why don't you take a glance back? Glance back because sometimes it's important to one, see how far you've come and look at the process of how you've done this, how you've come this far. Right. So um, you, that's the only reason to look back is to see how far you've projected yourself before. Right. Well, and I think that, you know, for me to look back is, you know, and, and we call it, I call it glancing back is, is to really gain and identify, you know, some really important things that have happened to you in your life and how you have either impulsively, strategically, how you've come through it. And right. to apply those same skills to everyday life, and maybe not in a traumatic way, but in a way that is going to be very helpful, and it's going to help you grow. With all that said, and you answering my questions, if I were to ask you to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would those words be? Well, I know firsthand that Whatever you accumulate, whether it be wealth, um, cars, boats, material things, or knowledge, you can't take it with you. So give it away and give it away abundantly. I love that. Thank you, Lisa, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you, Summer. I have enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you. If you'd like to know more about Lisa Williams, please follow her on LinkedIn and at Recognize Your Truth on Facebook and Instagram and go to her website at www.recognizeyourtruth.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 